Hey, this is Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, and this is Rangers Nation Podcast. Welcome to Rangers Nation Podcast, talking all things Texas Rangers. Rangers Nation Podcast is a part of Dallas Sports Nation, providing coverage of all your DFW sports teams. Now, here's your host, Texas Rangers blogger, the Recliner Nerd. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Rangers Nation's podcast. I am your host, the Recliner Nerd, and today's episode is Get Rid of Rugi? That's the question. Should we get rid of Rugi? We'll answer that. We'll go down in the bus leagues and cover everything right after this. Okay, everyone, this episode is Get Rid of Rugi? That's what everyone wants to know. I'll tell you right now, this is an interesting thing all over Twitter, Facebook, anywhere that I post anything, anything I write about when I, I've done that. I did a story about what's wrong with Leclerc and uh, Odor and what's the problem there. It got a thousand reads within a day. I mean, just people, this is the hottest topic going right now is Rugi Odor. And now understand, Rugi would not even be a topic if it hadn't been for Joey Gallo, who's happened to get things together all of a sudden, because Joey Gallo was the was the uh, the one that was in everyone's crosshairs. And Gallo seems to have figured things out. Rugi is getting off to a slow start, but everybody's wanting to know about Rugi. What do we do with Rugi? He's hitting 141 in a major slump. He got injured, but and and here's been Rugi's biggest problem. The biggest problem with Rugi is Danny Santana. Danny Santana's come up, has been unbelievably, had a good spring, and this may be a good year for Danny Santana. He has had a good year. His very his rookie year, he had a very good year. But other than his rookie year, Danny Santana has not been a good baseball player. In fact, he doesn't even spend the better part of every year in the major leagues. He plays one year he played 95 games. Other than that, it's 65 games. Uh, you know, well, he, he played about 95 games total in 2017. Last year, he didn't play many games with Atlanta. Um, and that's why he was let go. He signed a minor league deal this year. But everybody is so ready to get rid of Rugi. Let me let's 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 touch on some things to go over with this. Okay, so I want to make sure and get this out here. I have defended Rugi. Okay, I have been a big defender of Rugi coming into this. Now let me be very clear about that in in defending him. And I I want to be perfectly clear. He is not doing well right now, and there is a problem. I mean, the what what was it, the Apollo 13? Houston, we have a problem. There's a problem. Rugi's struggling. He did this last year. He got off to a very bad start, and he ended up playing well. He has got to get this figured out. Um, Evan Grant talked to uh, talked to the organization. He talked to, to Woodward. He talked to Luis Ortiz, the hitting coach, who all said, hey, he is still doing what he's supposed to. The approach with what he is doing – is doing well. He's he's doing good. He's he's actually doing all right. Um, he's behind on the fastball. That's his deal. He's late on the fastball. So there's something we're watching all the film, uh, trying to figure that out. I was in the locker room Wednesday with Rugi um, after he had gone. He got pinch hit for. If, if y'all remember, I went down to the locker. Room. I was at the game. It was a Pittsburgh game. It was the afternoon game, and uh, went down into the locker room afterwards. Rugi had gone off 0 for four, and they had put. Uh, they put in, uh, they pitch hit for him with uh, Pence in the ninth inning, they, and the Pirates ended up winning the game. And and uh, they put in Pence, and uh, the guys got around, um, got around him there to to talk to him about some things. And uh, Rugi was pretty open about it and what he talked. And we'll listen to what he says right here. Nothing. Yeah, baseball. 
baseball's a bastard right now. No. I love baseball, man. <coughs> I love playing the game. I'm, I'm really, I'm really close. Yeah, uh, I've been feeling really good as a player and just giving the ball to everybody right now. I, I've been having good at bats and I'm just gonna keep, keep having good at bats and stay with my approach. What's your name? Joey Osprey. Thank you. Was there? They may have already asked you about this, so I'm sorry if they did. But was there any frustration on your part with getting getting pinched hit for it? No. This is a game that we win as a team. Sometimes you need to move you, you guys, you know? And that's what we do, and I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm with him. If we hit him, that was gonna help our team to win. That's, that's, what I, that's, that's what I want, I want to win. Thank you. Okay, so right there, so just so you know, uh, Rugi was sitting in there. He had been pitch hit for by Hunter Pence in the ninth inning. That's something that's not normal, that doesn't normally happen with Rugnet or Dor, but it did. Um, that was just the reality of it. He was pinch hit for. That was the situation where a right-handed bat with a left-handed batter, a left-handed pitcher, and a right-handed bat was needing still. Normally you have Rugi in that situation in years past. They didn't have him this time. There is some confidence lost there. Um, there's no doubt about it. He held his head up. He faced the media. He's not happy. I'm going to tell you right now, in people I've talked to, I've talked to Levi and, and uh, Levi Weaver from The Athletic. I've talked to TR and Evan. You see them in the, in the press box. These guys all talked to him before the game and all of that. This guy's working his butt off. He wants to get out of this slump. Now, today, he had a good day. He went two for four. He had a home run and a single. But that's not that doesn't mean everything's all well. So the question that everyone wants to know is, Rugi, do we get rid of Rugi? And I'll tell you right now, it's, first of all, very hard to get rid of Rugi. But who are you going to put in his place? And if Danny Santana is your answer, you need to know some numbers. Let me just go into these numbers. I want to make sure everyone understands what Danny Santana is. First of all, fantastic year. He is playing absolutely beautifully right now. But in his career, for his career, okay, I want to make sure everyone understands that for his career. He is, Danny Santana, for his career, is about a 260 hitter is, is what it is. And that's because of two seasons. His rookie year, by the way, he's 28, Rugi's 25. Rookie year, he hit about 300. This year, he's hitting 329. Remember when he was hitting 345 about a week ago? He's down to 329. He's still hot. He's still doing good. If you take those two years out, this guy's about a 205 hitter, 200 hitter, somewhere in there. If if you want to take those two, uh, those two years out of it, so he's a two two sixty hitter right now. But his on base percentage, his on pace percentage for the for his career, he's a, or, um, I'm sorry, his ops. His, his ops, OPS. His OPS for his career is .683. And that's including this year and that rookie year that was so good, .683. Rugie, Rugie's OPS, .727. And that includes this year where he's gotten off. And, and remember, he hasn't played as much this year. But he's got a .727 OPS. On base percentage, Rugie's a .293 on base percentage guy. So is Santana. He's a .293 on base percentage guy. But... Slugging percentage, slugging percentage, percentage. Rugi is a, is is 434 
slugging percentage of .434. And and uh, Danny Santana for his career, longer time, he's .387, .387. And Logan Forsyth, worse than all of them on there. Now, Logan's a two about a .230 lifetime hitter. Logan's got 66 total home runs. Rugi, Rugi's been in the major leagues less than all three. He's been in the major leagues less time. Rugi has 108 home runs, okay? Um, Danny Santana, he has 16 home runs, total home runs in the in the major leagues. And and that could be made up for. That could be made up for if he was getting on base all the time. He gets on base right at about the same that Rugi does for his career. If his slugging percentage was better, a lot lower than Rugi's. If his OPS was better, Rugi's got a better OPS. So what is it about Danny Santana that's it? He's had a great first month of the season. That's what everyone loves. And so many Ranger fans are so quick to say, we got to dump this guy. First of all, no one's going to take his salary on him. He's being paid good. He's, he signed that contract, and he's being paid. Rook, does Rugi need to be be worried about Danny Santana. No, he doesn't. He does have an option. Yes, everybody wants to send him down to the minor. It worked for him last time. That's the one I keep hearing that's driving me crazy. You know, we ought to just send him down to the minor leagues. He does have an option. He can go to the minor leagues. We need to just send him down to the minor leagues. Well, that's all good and dandy, and that worked for Rugi when he was 20. When he was 20 years old and he got brought up here, he had a great year that year that he came up his rookie year he was 20 wasn't supposed to be here Profar was hurt he starts out his next year when he really wasn't even supposed to be here Profar still hurt and he starts out really bad they send him to the minor leagues he straightens it out and he comes back but this guy now has been in the major leagues for four five years four or five years and and sending him down now could really destroy him he needs to work it out in the major leagues would he has made one mistake with Rugi. Rugi's in a bad slump. Rugi's got to get out of this. And I'm telling you now, if this 141 average that he has as of right now, if that at the end of the year, if that's not above 230, if that's sitting at 200, 205, I guarantee you John Daniels will take a hard look at what to do with Rugi and see if there's an alternative out there. That alternative is not Danny Santana. That alternative right now, who Rugi ought to be wondering about and worried about, You've got Eli White at AAA who can play second base, who is an unbelievable athlete that's younger than him. And you've also got Anderson Tejada who is playing for Down East, who's tearing it up and Down East. He's a switch hitter. He's a middle infielder. He's playing some third base too. That's the guy who Ruggie ought to look out for. Already in the system. He's controllable. He's going to be in Frisco by the end of this year. He should be there in the next couple of months. He'll be there. And that's a guy that could come up and could push Rugi, that's somebody that he might ought to keep an eye out for. Danny Santana isn't going to be it. But John Daniels, he knows next year this team, this team is is totally outdoing what they should be doing. They're, they're playing above what a lot of people gave, gave the credit. They, and that's what's unfortunately been the downfall for Rugi. This team's overperformed, and they're capable of overperforming all year. They're still a team that I actually said, watch out for. This could be a team that might play for a wild card. Hey, they're in the wild card hunt right now at 500. But they don't have the pitching, I didn't think. They didn't have the bullpen. And I'm going to write an article about where they need to go with their pitching staff and what we've got in the farm and what it could look like even by the end of the year and what I think would really be something beneficial for the Rangers. Drew Smiley came back today. He looked good for four innings. He only went four innings. He did well. He only gave up one earned run. That's a guy I still believe in. Shelby Miller's the downfall. That's the guy that's really struggling. This guy cannot pitch with people on base. 
He'll come out. He's got a good fastball. He, he throws really hard. But, man, you get people on base. And Shelby Miller, I don't know what his situation is right now and what's going on. He is struggling so bad. But as far as Ruge goes, you've got to let Ruge play this year. And you don't send him down. Woody's problem that I've had with Woody, and, and I like Woody. He was not my first choice. For hire, I liked Jace Tingler, who I liked. I also liked Stubby Clamp, who's in the St. Louis organization. And I also liked, uh, I was a big fan of, uh, um, what's his name, that was the bench coach for the Astros, who is still there. He did. He ended up not getting a gig this year, but I liked him. But they went with, with Woody. But Woody's problem is he sees Ruggie Odor as a number two hitter. And I guarantee you, he he is was going to ride Ruggie until he bucked him off. I mean, and it, it, eventually he did buck him off. In the last two games, he's moved him down. Ruggie is a bottom third hitter right now. He is a bottom third of the lineup guy. He's got the power to be maybe in the six hole, um, maybe five or six if he's really going good, but he is not a number two hitter. That's not his game. His game, you don't, Joey Gallo's not a number two hitter. Joey Gallo is a guy. That, that pulls the ball. He can take it the other way a little bit. He's getting better. He walks more than Ruggie right now. And, but he is not a number two hitter, and neither is Ruggie. Ruggie's a guy that if, if we get what we want out of Ruggie, he should be hitting 250 to 260, hitting about 20 to 30 bombs, walking, getting on base at about a 400 clip, 350 to 400 clip, and that guy's right there is all you can ask out of your second baseman. And that's what Ruggie is. He did fantastic. He hadn't had an error this year. And Santana's already had three. Now he's played first base too, and he's made some gaffes over there. But Santana was never a great fielder either. He's adequate. He does a good job. Santana doesn't play shortstop. He is Santana's earned the right to be playing, and and they need to be keeping him in the lineup right now. And I know everyone's thought is, well, we ought to keep him in the lineup at the expense of Ruggi. You don't do that. You can't do that yet. There is a point where you do it. There's a point where you sit him and you go, you know what? You're going to take two days. You're going to come off the bench while we try to get you worked out. You do something like that. But Rugnet Ordor is far and away, and this is controversial, and everybody can just flat out, Destroy me on Twitter at Ranger Nation Pod if you want to do that. That's fine. Rugnet Odor is twice the player that Danny Santana is. Period. It's period. That's what he is. He's just twice the player that Danny Santana is. And if you don't think so, get over it. I mean, you're going to have to get over it. They are not going to ride Danny Santana. They're going to ride Ruggie Odor. And if Ruggie doesn't do what he is capable of doing by the end of the year, there'll be some tough decisions to make. And he's got some people chasing him from down in the minor leagues. Or they'll make a move. They will. But they're not going to do it this year. They're going to try to let him work out of this funk and go into it. Ruggie is pressing. When you're in a slump, you press. You do things that you, that you, that, that you don't normally do. But, hey, this team is outperforming. Right now, they, they're 4-6 and six in the last 10 games. They've taken two from, from, uh, from the uh, – they took two out of three from the uh, Blue Jays, winning today 10-2. They won big yesterday, um, got beat Friday night. So, this is – you know, lost it late. LeClerc came in yesterday and did well. He came in about the seventh inning, I believe, and had a 1-2-3 inning, did really good. Um, he's another one everyone's worried about. He's not going anywhere. And, you know, I was talking to Sean Bass. I was at the Joe Palumbo game. We'll go down in the bus leagues in a little bit. 
I was down at the Joe Palumbo game. I mean, at the Joe Palumbo start. Sean Bass uh, from the ticket was sitting with me and Tepid. Uh, Michael Durkins, a lot of y'all know Tepid, uh, if you follow Tepid uh, from Lone Star Ball. We were all sitting up there talking. And uh, and and Sean uh, uh, brought it up about uh, – he, he was bringing it up about uh, uh, Leclerc and his contract. And Le- Leclerc's contract is not horrible. You guys are, are all fired up about – I cannot believe we went inside Leclerc and we signed him to this deal. The biggest amount of money he makes – is four point five million in, in the fourth year. Okay, that's the biggest amount of money he makes in the four-year deal. And if he ends up only being a seventh-inning guy, do you realize he's making a little over a million this year? He'll make one point five or two next year, and then he goes up to four, and then four point five. And do y'all realize what we paid uh, Barnett three million dollars a year, two years for six million dollars? For Barnett, who never was anything more than a seventh inning guy, did some eighth inning stuff, and who's now out of off the team. I mean, we didn't re-sign him; he's gone, and he was making more money than Leclerc's making right now. This is a friendly deal, and this guy's got an amazing arm. He struggles; he's got control issues. This guy is is got a golden arm if we can get it under control. But you know, the big thing. So the Rangers, guys, enjoy the Rangers. Enjoy what they're doing right now. My gosh, they're 500. No one thought they would be 500. I had them winning 78 games. Most people didn't have them winning 70 games. This is a team that's competing. They're playing above. We need some starting pitching. We need some bullpen help. I mean, we are having some issues. Sean Kelly looks like he's going to be closing for the foreseeable future. Chris Martin's going to close some games back there. Um, one guy that's doing well is, is Brett Martin. I said he was going to be – I predicted Brett Martin would be the Texas Ranger Rookie of the Year. And I think Brett Martin will will uh, he's he's doing really well. I, I'm I'm enjoying watching what what Martin's doing right now. Um, uh, he's got a 3.86 ERA. He might have, he gave up a run today. It's a little bit higher than that. I'm assuming, but but we've got Brett Martin out there. He's under our control. We've got Chris Martin. We have got Sean Kelly. They'll both be free agents. So we'll see what happens there. We've got Leclerc if he figures it out. If the best Leclerc is is a seventh or eighth inning guy, he's still at a reasonable price. And he's a hell of an arm if he can get it together. But y'all, y'all need to know what we saw Friday night in Frisco. And you should be excited about it. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I, I'm sitting there talking to to Sean Bass. I'm sitting there talking to, to, uh, to Tepid. We're talking about what we saw. Because not only did we see Palumbo, who's on his way here, we saw a little guy named Emmanuel Classe. And I'll tell you what, he blew a save. He gave up five runs. But I was up there watching the stats and what he was doing. And that was amazing. And we are going to talk about that in a second when we go down in the bus leagues. Hey, this is Brock Brick of the Texas Rangers. You're listening to the Rangers Nation podcast and the Recliner Nerd. All right, so it is time to go down in the bus leagues. Let's go down in the bus leagues. Let's talk about the minor league uh, affiliates of the Texas Rangers, what they've done this week, a little story about where I was Friday night to just talk about it. First of all, let's talk about these the, the records of these teams. Um, unbelievable, guys. I mean, if you're not paying attention to what this minor league um, – the minor league teams for the the Rangers are doing Hickory, which is down in uh, that's low A ball right now. Hickory is twenty and eight. They've won uh, seven of their last ten games. Uh, they're in second place, second place down in the South Atlantic League South Division, I believe. There's there's two divisions there, and they're in second place in their division. Um, so they're playing really well, seven and three in the last 
the in the last ten games down east, this is the team that's outdone them all. And if y'all haven't paid attention to what down east is doing, the top prospects in the organization besides the number one prospect. Uh, well, the number one prospect is Kraus, and Kraus is at Hickory. He pitched one game last week. He was, he pitched four innings. His worst outing he's had, he gave up three three earned runs um, in four innings. Um, Leoti is playing for Down East, and he's the one that's hitting 310. But Ornelas, uh, Jonathan Ornelas is playing for Hickory, and that guy's on fire right now. He hit 473 last week, um, and, and he is, is unreal. He's doing really well. This is a guy that, that's uh, – that some are saying in the organization to watch out for. <clears throat> um, they're saying that this guy is is somebody that could push somebody off a of second base, uh, something to that effect. So, anyway, <clears throat> Jonathan Ornelas and Kraus kind of head up that that uh, that Hickory team that's doing really well. Um, Yeri Rodriguez pitches for them also. He's also done well. He gave up a couple of home runs this week, went about six innings, so he's done very well. But the team that's playing the best right now is Down East. And if you're not paying attention to Down East, they've won 10 in a row. They're 20-8. and eight. they got the best record in uh, in the uh, Carolina League. They're in first place in the Carolina League uh, South. And with 10 straight wins, they've got uh, – I, I mean, they – in there, uh, in there, they've got they've got Tyler Phillips, who's been unbelievable. He gave up his first unrun earn run this week. I think he went about seven innings, gave up one earned run. He's been crazy. Now he's not a strikeout guy. He pitches to contact, but he did well. Then you got Frisco, who's eighteen and eleven, and they're in first place, and they've won six out of the last ten. They're six and four in their last ten games. But Frisco's who I want to talk. Nashville, Nashville struggling, and Nashville doesn't have. They've got Willie Calhoun. They have no pitching. Taylor Hearns in the major leagues technically, but he's on the the ten day in, injured list um, because of the uh, what he's dealing with that tightness in his. Uh, Tightness in his elbow, so he's not there. But they don't have any pitching. The the best one of the best pitchers they've had is is uh, is uh, what's his name? Tim Drew, uh, the the guy that does the funny videos. He he's been actually not bad. He's 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 pitched pretty well um, for Nashville. He's filling in innings. He's doing his job, which is to eat innings for uh, Nashville, and uh, and that's all they can ask of him right now um, is to help. Just as long as you're eating innings for for a Triple A team that's struggling, then uh, you know that's that's about the best. Tim, Tim Dillard is who it is. Tim Dillard, who I'm talking about, and that's that's what they've got out of Dillard. But Frisco was in Frisco Friday night. Sat with uh, with Tepid. Uh, if any of y'all follow Tepid, you know who Tepid is. He was up there with me. Um, and so was uh, – and Sean Bass was there the whole game from the ticket. You know, from the ticket, from Diamond Talk. And we all sat together at the press box to watch Palumbo. Now, he did not make the start, but Palumbo came in. They did a uh, – they did one of those uh, openers, and they brought Palumbo in, and he pitched four and two-thirds, <clears throat> gave up one earned run and four and two-thirds. But – Okay, so let, to, I've got to explain this so that you can understand uh, how it works. The average major, major league fastball has an average RPM of 2,200 RPMs on, a, on an average fastball. Um, Mike Miner is the top of the uh, top of the one of the top of the bunch. He's one of the leaders in the major leagues because his fastball has tw- averages 2,500 RPMs on it on his fastball so that what that does is it if you've heard of exploding fastballs that's a fastball with with a spin rate of that 
that many RPMs, 2,500 averaging that. So if you're throwing a ball 93 miles an hour, it'll seem 96 or 97. It really it jumps on you because of the spin rate. It really kind of jumps on you. Well, that's what Palumbo has. Joe Palumbo was throwing the ball 94, 95. He's anywhere from 93 to 95 miles an hour. He hit a couple 96s. He had a 2,500 spin rate. That's what he was averaging, 2,500. So he was going above it, right below it, 24 to 2,600 in the spin rate. He faced 18 batters, struck out 10 of them. I mean, look, as Tepid says, he learns he needs to learn how to, you know, to go ahead and let you know, and to get some easier outs um, instead of trying to strike everybody out. That way, he lasts longer in a game because he was on a, a hard 90 count because he had he 92 pitches is what he did. But uh, so, but that's not the guy. Look, Palumbo. Palumbo's going to be in the major leagues. He keeps doing what he's doing. He's going to be in the major leagues this year. Period. He's going to. And this is a guy that 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 can come into this rotation and he'll stick the rest of the year. He will not do what Taylor Hearn did. If he does start out like Taylor Hearn, he'll recover. This guy's mentally. He is not a mental midget. This guy has got. He has got the the stones up there. He battles. He loves to battle. I've seen him when he's not at his best. Um, and he is just a his his goal is to be a major league pitcher and contributor, and that's what he wants to do. And by God, that's what he he wants to be. And this guy can do it. And I'm telling you, that's it's unbelievable to watch. And that ball jumps out on people. He throws a great slider. He has a changeup. He does really well. But that's not the guy. We we did not know we were going to get to see this guy. But if you have not heard of Emmanuel Clase. Emmanuel Classe, we traded uh, Brett Nicholas to the Padres for Emmanuel Classe. He was throwing about 92, 94 when he came over here. I don't know what exactly has happened with this guy. This guy's hitting 100, 101 every pitch. Every pitch. Not only is his fastball 100 and 101 miles an hour, the spin rate on it was 2,600 RPMs. That makes it 103, 104 is what it seems like. Guys, we saw it. We saw it in person. He he pitched a bullpen session before the game, so we didn't think he was going to pitch. He had pitched on Wednesday. They were off Thursday. It was Friday night. We did not expect to see him. And uh, uh, Tep sitting up there talking to us, and he goes, ooh, what's that I see over there in the bullpen? And we looked down and said, who is it? And they said, that's Class A. He said, that's Class A that they got warming up. We couldn't believe we were going to see him. I mean, we you talk about – now, let's be real. I'm going to be real honest with you. Class A gave up five runs. He blew the lead, blew the save. And lost it, but as Sean Bass said to me when we were talking about it, that's the that's the the best I've ever seen, or the best that I have ever felt watching someone blow a save. And let me tell you what exactly happened. Okay, these are not major league umpires. Of course, we've seen major league umpires do this also. He was getting squeezed a little. He was barely missing the corner, but there was some that he was actually touching the corner and he was trying to go upstairs on a couple that he was high in the zone, but he was in the strike zone. And this umpire, for whatever re- reason, was squeezing him and not getting him. And this is a young kid. And this guy kind of lost his cool. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Pardon me. I'm sorry. Kind of lost his cool. Kind of lost it a little bit. Got a little rattled that he wasn't getting these pitches. You could see it. You could see the frustration on his face. He was really, um, you know, he was he was he was just getting a little um, anxious and getting a little tied up. He started walking some batters, and then they got a couple of hits. Nobody really barreled anything up well. I mean, they were solid hits, but they were taking they were behind on the ball, d- dumping them in in right field, and they scored five runs. Uh, he didn't finish the inning. He only went two thirds of an inning. 
it may be even one third of an inning, I'm, I think. But anyway, whatever it was, that's all it was. And and as Tepid said, he had the Tepid had the line of the night. He goes, you know what? He goes, you can teach a kid how to handle adversity, how to handle when he's not getting what he wants, but you can't. And he used. I'm going to use freaking. He used the other. He goes, but you can't freaking teach 101 miles an hour. And that was so true. So the words were, you can teach a kid how to handle adversity and how to work back when he when he gets in a jam like this, but you can't teach 101 effing miles an hour. And um, we about spit out water or whatever we were drinking. That was, And you know what? He is so right. You can't. You can't teach that. And it was amazing to watch. So, I mean, for those of you, you're, you're so tied in to the major league team, I, I implore you, any of you that are in the Metroplex, you need to go out and watch Frisco play. You need to try to get out there when Brock Burke's pitching. You need to get out there when Emmanuel Class A may pitch one night. You may be able to get out there and catch him come out of the bullpen. You need to go watch uh, Joe Palumbo pitch. Jonathan Hernandez is doing well there. That's three, four guys right there that'll, that have a good chance to be in the major leagues this year. For you that are anywhere around North Carolina, South Carolina, um, anywhere around Nashville, Memphis, go watch the the Nashville go watch Willie Calhoun go watch <clears throat> go watch these young kids if, if you can find down east they're playing all around that 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 Carolina league if you're anywhere in the Carolinas maybe uh up in uh, I think some of it get, get right north of there um you get up in there and look up the Carolina league and go catch these guys playing you've got some good these guys are going to be in the major leagues and these are some guys that you you ought to go watch minor league baseball i can't implore you how much fun minor league baseball is the atmosphere of a major league game in minor leagues is so much fun if you like to drink yourself a cold beer you can get one you can go get you a cold beer at a minor league game usually you can buy very affordable seats sit right by the dugout if you go to an away game and uh <clears throat> and you're there and you're in your Rangers gear at away game and you're at a and you catch one of these teams at an away game wearing your Ranger gear they're going to go up and talk to you if you'll go up there they'll come say hi they're very they, they don't have people fawning all over them down there it's just it's really fun and you need to do it Frisco is a wonderful place to go watch a game and you, you would be so you could take everyone take the babies take everyone there's a you can go out on the berm in the outfield and just put out a blanket and do like a picnic and uh you know you need to do this guys it's it's a lot of fun and i implore everyone to go out there have a good time and do that and uh and and get out and see these kids before they get to arlington when they get to arlington it's tougher to do these major league stadiums are tougher to get autographs and rangers are very good about trying to accommodate the fans and they're they're very good about trying to do that but it is tougher in a stadium that holds forty thousand people to try to get down there there are a lot more people at the games there are a lot more people in line trying to get it and they can't sign for everyone but you might get if you're an autograph i'm not an autograph guy but if you are it's you got a better chance if you go down there or at least to take a picture and say hi with these guys at the minor league level go do it it's so important and guys that's it for this time that's it for down in the bus leagues that's it for the uh for the rangers nations podcast this time we're calling this one uh get you know what what get rid of roogie that's what we called this one today and, and with a question mark and obviously that's not what needs to happen in my opinion but i want to thank everybody that uh listened to this one so much uh and been a part of this one don't forget to go to dallas sports nation i'm going to be writing an article this week <clears throat> i've got my uh, minor league updates every week to come out every friday uh jc and uh is 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 helping out i'm covering the rangers going to the ranger games i'm getting some uh 
getting some tape that I'm putting on here. You heard Rugi earlier. So uh, we got a lot of things going. Follow me on Twitter. It's at Ranger Nation Pod, at Ranger Nation Pod, or follow Rangers Nation, at Ranger Nation Down. Ranger Nation Down. That's the Twitter page. You can follow us there. And for everyone, I appreciate this one. Until next time, like I say, every article and at the end of every episode, nerd out.